right. Vanishing point. Yep. Uh, so we've got the first four minutes and then the last, uh, I think it's eight minutes of the episode to discuss. And obviously the dream, I'm going to be calling on you. So all okay. good. Space time. The ever expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek podcast. We are in season three, episode 36, season two, episode 10 of Enterprise for our chrono date. And we're in Vanishing Point, a sort of a ghost story come thing, whatever's going on. Who knows? But I am Dan, one of your co-hosts, and... And I am Dan too, and between us we are... Dan! Dan! Ah, there we go. I do love having a little jingle of our own. Uh, how are you, Dan, this week? All good? Yes, I'm very good. It seems like no time at all since we last spoke. It's crazy. It's just that, yes. that week just vanishes, vanishing yes. into a point, as it were. Indeed, yes. <laughs> Have you been uh, able to see yourself in mirrors this week at all? Um, yeah, I can't really see very much, to be honest. Like, uh, It might just be angled the wrong way. I don't know. Uh, it'd be pretty, pretty crazy, yeah. But I don't like looking at myself in mirrors anyway. You no, know, no, it's I'm not a fan either, though. Not a pretty sight for me, so there we go. <laughs> uh, certainly first thing in the morning after, you know, before a coffee and, and after a shower. <laughs> not a good look. Uh, how on <laughs> earth I am married, who knows? Um, <laughs> vanishing point. Vanishing point, yes. Yeah, Coming into it, did you remember it? Uh, any overriding thoughts of the episode before we look at I, I do remember it yeah again I think it's one of those episodes which again we, we spoke before about um, the last episode which again I can't remember it's gone out of my head completely <laughs> um, and we only spoke about it five minutes ago <laughs> don't um, tell people don't tell oh, yes. people don't tell yes. them this is the secrets oh no oh well yes listeners we're recording two back to back here which is quite <laughs> weird considering we, we recorded what was Topol's episode last week and now we're yes. recording Hoshi's episode this week yeah. so one yeah. was reporting about it so you could say well did all of that really happen and yes. one where it's sort of a dream episode most of the time yeah and, and, and that's the problem really i quite like again i quite like the setup i quite like the idea you know that mm. there's a trend you know early transporters you know you, there's going to be problems you know and and i like that but i mean jumping talking of temple trek jumping right to the end <laughs> the fact that it's all sort of resolved in a sort of naff way it sort of <laughs> ruins the episode really yeah it, that's always been a problem for me whenever it's an episode where it was all just a dream it's like, yeah. oh, okay, so we just wasted 45 minutes. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I've always got a problem with that resolve. Unless, of course, it's built maybe into the concept of it. You know, mm. The Matrix essentially is, yeah. it's all a dream, but it plays with that concept of unreality. Um, whereas this, it didn't have to be a dream. There could have been other stuff going on. Um, yeah. very so, Or at least, you know, give it 10 minutes of the, the dreamlike sequence and then she gets rematerialized and maybe you inception it and she keeps getting rematerialized and it keeps yeah. changing. Um, yeah. Do you know what it feels like thinking about it? It feels like they just couldn't work out how to get her back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then they thought, well, I know what we do. <laughs> You'd just be stuck in the transporter. None of it happened for no reason at all. And yeah, we'd just go on to the next one. <laughs> do you reckon the intern was actually writing the dream as a proper episode? Yeah, and exactly, she was, yeah. She was just phased and it was a phase yeah. type trope. But yeah. I mean, that's the thing I was thinking about this morning is that, it, you know, another problem with it is it is a bit too close. It's it's slightly different, but it's a bit too close to that TNG episode with um, Rowan and um, Geordie, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but do you think that they were deliberately trying to do that to sort of play into our, or at least the people who were old Trek fans, that, oh, it's one of these episodes, we can relax into that. Do you think they were trying to play, do you think they were doing fan service or trying to do fan service to bring in, I was like, look, look this is Star Trek. This is the kind of episodes we can do as well. No, I think they're just lazy. <laughs> to be honest with you, do you think oh, that's you know, do you think that's the description of all of season two at the moment so far? Go get some snacks, perhaps a carbonated soda. Hello, have you? Oh, oh. There oh, we go. We're back. Timey wimeyness. Uh, oh, we vanished. Uh, we vanished there. For we a vanished. Point. Oh my god. For a point. There we go. Uh, um, my hands. They got all weird. <laughs> I can't pick up my coffee. No. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I think. Um, no, I don't think it was fan service. I don't think it was any of those things. I think. Yeah, I think season two. Unfortunately, I, I was quite looking forward to getting out of season one into season two. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding now is that I'm missing season one <laughs> and really, really looking forward to season three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, it's such, I mean, the, the low points of this season compared to the low points of season one, it's, it's really marked. It's, just, it's not that it's bad episodes. They're just empty, dull. Yeah. They don't yeah. seem to hit any kind of note worth yeah. telling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop something in here. Actually, again, go for it, just to annoy you slightly. Um, last episode, which you just recorded, I, I mentioned Precious Cargo, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna talk about Precious Cargo again because, you know, we are jumping forward, but that's the next one. And I mean, talking of low points, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know maybe we could almost, um, I think we could almost skip Precious Cargo and just use the bits <laughs> that we've talked about, from, you know, to save our, our. Um, our our um, sanity, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, precious cargo. Talking of low points, mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> it, it, again, it makes this episode look pretty decent. That's it. Yeah, it is that thing, isn't it? It's, it because of the worst episodes or the worst episode that this season has produced in the seventh and what is coming up. It's basically the sandwich. The turd yeah. sandwich, but instead of yeah. the turd being in the middle, it's the yeah. turds either side, and it makes these two so much better. And I don't yeah. know how that works. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so bad. Oh, why have we got that next week? Tell you what, next week we'll pretend yep. we're just locked in a crate, and we are the precious <laughs> cargo being protected okay. from that episode. And okay. we'll just we'll just talk loosely about it. I think <laughs> I might abandon the format for that episode as well. Do you know what? I tell you what. Being serious for a second, shall we do yeah. that? Shall we not rewatch? Yeah, we just talk about it without having <laughs> rewatch. We'll pitch it as a better episode. So you have to take the episode title "Precious Cargo" and build a decent enough Enterprise episode 
based on just the title. It doesn't have to be the same concept, doesn't have to be the same characters, just Precious Cargo, what would our episode be? And we'll loosely mention that there was an actual real episode of Enterprise. That's what we'll do. So next week, listeners, that's that's what we're going to do because Precious Cargo, oh, so awful. We'll give, we'll spend five minutes talking about the actual episode and then yep. the rest of the episode, we'll just pitch our own version. Uh, yep. So it'll be mostly just an alterations and expansions episode. Um, right. Speaking of episodes, let's get stuck in. It okay, does, shall we, yeah. It, there is some timey-wimeyness, I suppose you could argue with this, as we mentioned in our Nexus Knights future perspective, um, because there is something about this episode that isn't really in reality, but we do start at zero minutes and zero seconds. So we're going to go, just as we normally do, up to a certain point. There's storminess, and they're on a planet, and um, Hoshi and Trip are in ruins, and mm. tr- she's having trouble trying to read what's going on, and... It looks like it's pictographs. It, it looks like it's sort of um, uh, sort of Egyptian hieroglyphics, maybe Aztec sort of site uh, of hieroglyphs. Um, I, why she would have a problem reading that? It, it looks pretty basic to me, and she's been able to you know pick up languages after two sentences. Yes. So, uh, do you think that was a believable thing that she wasn't able to read it? Um, I suppose to a degree, maybe. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, she is, you know, it's, as you say, I mean, I think Trip sort of, you know, I mean, I know he's being sort of glib, but he says about, you know, the tall man is is popular, (laughs) you know. So he's sort of, and you know, it's probably like being glib, but, you know, it's a bit of truth in it as well, you know. (laughs) Um, What I find interesting about this one is that um, we don't have the specialisations yet. Hmm. So, for instance, on 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 TOS, I mean, famously, these these people would appear that were you know nineteenth century historians, or, mm-hmm. or I think is there one there's one with um, Apollo, you know, that happens to be an expert on Greek myth, myths and stuff, and there's always someone <laughs> that, that's sort of you know ready to 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 leap into into action, or, or on TNG as well. I think that happens quite a bit as well. So, yes, yeah, so we haven't got that specialization yet. I mean, you would expect maybe. I mean, I guess she's a, a language expert, so it makes sense. But why trips there? Mm. That's that's a bit random. Yeah, uh, you, you'd think there might be even someone that's not an expert but is interested in in archaeology, for instance, might say, "Well, look, I'll come down because mm-hmm. I'm interested in it, and I've sort of studied some Earth stuff, so I might be able to, yeah, you know, make some make some sort of intelligent guesses based on that." Um, so that's quite interesting and and works quite well because you know because we are is is it seventy eight or something on the on the ship at the moment? There's the something in that quite line. small. Yeah, yeah, it's quite so, a you know, small. So ship. That, you know, so that makes sense to me. I quite like that. Mm. But why trip? I mean, it could have been anyone, couldn't it? it could have been. Yeah, I mean, it could it? You know, it could, it could have been, don't you? Go on, say it. Go on, say it. It's Travis. It should have been Travis. Travis. It could have been Travis. Travis. (laughs) It could have been Travis. That's on my notes. I was like, it's something Travis could have done. He he loves a ghost story. He loves camping out. He loves going down to the planets. Yeah. They had to take a shuttle pod down. Yeah. And there's storms. It makes perfect sense for Travis to have been there. I know that they've established that Trip likes to take all the snaps and and, uh, take the cameras and stuff. But, you know, anyone can work a camera, surely, on a starship. Um, Travis could have easily been the other person and it would have avoided one little problem I had with this scene is that as the storms are coming in and they're talking up to the bridge and there's like a back and forth of like, please don't make me do the transporter. You have Travis who is 
someone who grew up on a starship, who has grown up around technology all the time, who is perfectly okay with being transported, um, he goes first because he's the junior officer. Whereas this, there is a problem in that first scene where I feel Mm. like, why did Trip get beamed up first? Surely by any protocol, even though this is the early days of Starfleet, the, the, the main officer is the last one to leave. You know, it's the, yep. the old thing of, you know, the captain goes down with the ship, but yep. the, the the person who's the highest ranking is always the last to leave. Um, and it, it was a big problem considering that Hoshi was freaking out at this point and yep. needed a bit of mental care and a bit of duty of care from trip down to her. Why would she wasn't, you know, sent first? Yep. Yeah, indeed. By giving it to Travis, it would have made so much more sense. So this is a uh, uh, give something Travis to do. I don't know if I've got the jingle ready at this point, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've got an idea of what I'm going to do with it, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, and Hoshi beams up and we go straight into the credit sequence. One other thing, and it's something that we were doing a lot in season one, but put the damn suits on. If <laughs> if the storm can fry your nervous system, and that was even a possibility at this point, why did they not have some environmental suits just as a little added bonus protection? Um, anything could have been down there. They had ruins and stuff like that. Why didn't they have protective suits? Doesn't make any sense. Speaking of the ruins, um, they said how impressive they were. And it was an arch. There yeah. was nothing. There was nothing. It was a cave and an arch. Um, <laughs> it kind of pulled calls back to the communicator where he was like impressive architecture, captain from Reed. Yes. And it just turned out to be a dive. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting to see the cracks in the budgeting, I think, for this show. <laughs> I, I don't know about you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a traitrid for Trip going first. I will say that uh, as okay. well. So it wasn't a traitrid, but it was very close. I, was, uh... I wondered about the, the tall guy bit being a traitrid. Not so much. I think, yeah, like you say, it was it was done glibly. If he was like mm. trying to make it out, if he was mansplaining and he was trying to say, well, clearly, obviously, he's, you know, in charge of it, then definitely that would have been a, a traitrid. But I, I'll let him off for a joke. So I've been quite lenient. Something about yeah, season two. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because season two is so bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm not liking the whole season as it is. And just I can't focus on just one character anymore. I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe this is where I look. I got to like him because everything else was just going down so you know by by levels everybody came to the same level he was at i don't know i don't know how that works um but yeah at four minutes and 16 seconds uh, she beans out and that's where i'm going to stop because i haven't actually watched most of the episode i won't come back in until 39 minutes and 17 seconds but i understand you've watched the episode i have yeah i have because yes. this is a dream sequence, you know, not to give away the twist ending at the end, but, you know, this isn't reality. My The device that I got from P, the godlike entity, only allows me to see reality and it only allows me to see in temporal chronological order. I can't see dreams. Um, you know, I can see mind melts because that can be, uh, you know, it's timey wiminess. They're moving around in time in some way. But this is a dream. This is something different. Um, what happened? <clears throat> Well, basically, um, Hoshi arrives back on the ship. Hmm. Um, she feels a bit weird, which, to be fair, I think you probably would do the first time you, you transported, and especially early on. I think, I'll be honest with you, I, I would be a little bit dubious myself. <laughs> um, then she sort of wanders around for a bit, bit feeling a bit weird. Um, then she um, feels a bit weirder. Um, then she gets ignored quite a bit by the crew. Um, 
then she sort of uh, freaks out because she feels like she's disappearing in the mirror and stuff like that in her, in her, um, in her quarters. Which I've got to bring up is actually I thought they avoided sexy track quite well at this point because she did go yeah. into the shower, but uh... it wasn't. It could have been a lot more gratuitous than it was. So okay. that was a, a plus point. Um, then she goes down to the exercise area, I think. Yeah, she goes to the exercise area where Trip is bizarrely in some kind of sort of geo geodome thing, which I don't think we see before or after, but he just is <laughs> in there. It's almost like it's like early product placement. It's like the guy that run the company <laughs> says, oh, look, stick this in. It'd be great. Um so that yeah, that seems to disappear before and after, and <laughs> it takes up quite a lot of room. So I don't know what happened there. Um, maybe that was all just part of her dream, but uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> then she uh, disappears a bit more. Um, then she's uh, completely disappeared, and mm. she can can't hold her, hold things and stuff. And she's stuck in um, in the exercise area because she can't get out because she can't press the button. Okay. Why she doesn't walk through the door, I don't know. But there we go. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Then uh, what else happens? Um, oh, she's already spoken to Flox quite a bit, and Flox says, "No, nah, don't worry, it's all right, it's fine." Um, then she, um, what happens then? Then she's disappeared, and they're looking for her. And um, Archer tells her father that she's dead, and she's trying to find times. No, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> um, what else happens? Oh, they find a bit of goo which appears to be all that's left of her. So I don't know how that happened, but hmm. there we go. Um, what else happens? Um, yes, yeah, she, she finds these aliens on board trying to blow up the Enterprise. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, then she hears, she, a couple of times, she hears the voices of Tripp and, and uh, Reed sort of okay. talking about stuff that she can't quite pick up. Um, and then she gets on an alien transporter and then she appears back on Enterprise. And that's it. And that's it. That's probably the worst. Because <laughs> my memory is awful. So what I generally do with these, this this podcast is I basically rely on you to remind <laughs> me of everything that happened. <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm, I'm glad that I preferred that service. You, you do. You're, no. you're very good at that. Yes, it helps me a lot, I must say. So, so being thrown into the deep end and having to recall the episode is... It's quite, uh, so I think I may not have done justice to it, but equally, I think I covered the That's main right. points. I mean, really, I mean, when you go, when you're at work or when you're out with friends and someone starts talking about a dream, that's the kind of level you, you, you get anyway. It's like, it, oh, this happened and then the, then that happened yeah. and then and this happened. It's very disjointed anyway. So it, that's absolutely fine. But that was a perfect summary for me because I, I sort of remember it. I don't really remember everything, all the details. What I did episode. miss out, though, actually, what I did miss out was Silas Ramsey. Oh yes, I now that Silas does get Ramsey mentioned. Needs, yes. needs to, yeah, exactly. So it needs to be mentioned. So Silas Ramsey is this story that he gets, she gets told yeah. about this guy who, who was an early test guy for the thing and he disappeared and stuff. And uh, yeah. okay, and, so and so that yeah. In my hazy memory, is is that something she makes up or is that something uh, one of the other characters tell her, like Travis or someone? Yeah, it's. it's I think it's um, Trip actually. Trip and Travis Trip tell her. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. She sits down to eat dinner with them before mm. she completely disappears and uh, they talk about Silas Ramsey. Interesting. Okay. 
Because I was wondering, like, if there, there is a moment where she, she mentions it later, once we're back in reality. Uh, and I was always wondering, it's some of those things that stays in the memory and you kind of get that callback of like, they mentioned someone who had a transporter accident. And I always wondered if, if that was real or if that was actually something that came out of it. But No, again, I don't think it's real at all. It's when purely. She it. yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah interesting. Okay. Because um, I sort of remember there was like other aliens and I couldn't quite remember yeah. what the plot was or what was going on there. Uh, and uh, as I'm watching it on Netflix, so I'll stop the, the recording, but obviously I'm using the fast forward button to try and see where it might jump into reality again. And I'm sort of watching the the little thumbnails as they're going across. And I was like, I sort of remember that. I saw the little gyroscope at one point and yeah. trips in there. And I was like, probably that would have been a, a, a trade there. I'm sure. You know? And then sort of say, zooming through, zooming. where did these aliens coming from? Zooming, zooming, zooming from, and it just keeps on going. And from that episode, I kind of got the dream. Like yep. it's just a flash of, of something. Um, yeah. Anything else that sort of comes from that dream that is interesting, maybe from, her point of view no not really mm. i've got to be honest with you it's not if it if if you took this as a whole episode mm. and you watched it as if it was real mm. it's not a great episode anyway you know it's i mean there's a stuff there's stuff in the in archer's ready room where she uses the um the lights on the the ceiling for some reason to do an SOS thing, but that doesn't oh, okay. go in there really. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's all a bit, I don't know. It's just not, <laughs> it's, it's just not there. <laughs> it's not a great episode. And then with a really sort of frustrating conclusion in a way, mm. because all that stuff you say, you spent 40 minutes watching something that hasn't happened. <laughs> You're just like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because like, the only character development really is for Hoshi. You know, the, yeah, it, in a way. It's it her view of the crew, I guess, yes. and, and what she gets out of whatever friendships and relationships she has with those crew. Yeah. Um, um, so you mentioned something about her being ignored. Yes. And that is um, sort of her uh, psyche, I guess, and her, her way of, uh, of being seen by the crew. Um, do you feel that that is something she genuinely feels in reality so do you feel like she's always being ignored and that played into this dream sequence uh yeah i think yeah certainly early during that season one i think she felt very sort of i don't think she felt ignored but she certainly felt that she didn't quite belong mm. stuff like that so i think it probably yeah it's feeding into sort of you know things that she's she feels anyway so mm. yeah it's, it's like any dream i suppose it it comes from your experience doesn't it Mm, mm. you know your your dreams come from you know your experiences maybe that day or whatever you know whatever I don't, mm. I, you know it's weird because i very rarely dream well i certainly very rarely remember my dreams i, I probably once or twice a year mm. i'll remember my dreams so i don't really know what it's like to dream <laughs> i never dream i have no dream <laughs> Oh, oh, that's really that's really sad. Maybe we need yeah. to put you through a transporter. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's yeah, what you're yeah. missing, you know. And yeah. have your molecules ripped apart and and put back yeah. together in the trillions, as um, <laughs> as Trip was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, at least it sounds like it kind of fits the character we've seen. Yes. It's not like yeah, this is a complete departure for Hoshi and makes no sense. It does at least say there. Okay. Well, 
um, after the dream sequence, we come back at 39 minutes and 17 seconds, and this will be right up to the end of the episode. Um, Trip and Reed uh, beam her in. They seem worried about where she's come from. She's manic. She's running around talking about, I mean, I've got to stop these aliens. They put bombs on the on the walk core. Um, got to stop them. Got to stop them. Reed looks concerned in that kind of security way. It's like, I didn't detect any bad guys coming on board my ship. Can I shoot them? Um, <laughs> there was that look in his eyes. Um, and we find out that she was trapped in the pattern buffer for 8.3 seconds. So all of that took place in 8.3 seconds. And no one seems to know this Cyrus Ramsey character and there's nothing going on there. Um, any thoughts on when they brought her off the pad? And, and do you think that that was maybe the start of where the idea of having a transporter chief comes in? Someone, um, an expert yeah, on the transporter? Yeah, maybe, I suppose. I, there's no mention of that, is there? But no. Um, but yeah, certainly I think doesn't Trip realise that something's out of line or something? So maybe there needs to be someone, as you say, that knows knows what they're talking about mm. and keeps an eye on these things. So rather than just beaming someone up randomly and hoping <laughs> that it's all all right, they might just do a little check. If you know, yeah, just do a little sort of you know, oh, oh yeah, it's out of line. <laughs> That's going to cause a problem. Someone's yeah, someone's responsibility to defer it downwards. You know, find a new person in the lower decks who can be the the transporter chief from now on. Um, yeah, in the sick bay, we then find out that actually all of this probably only happened in the last one or two seconds of her being in the pattern buffer, uh, which is kind of interesting. You know how timey wimeyness can all happen. You could see thirty minutes of your life all condensed down into into two seconds. And Reed is going to draw up new protocols. So a guest trip finds this misalignment and then goes from there. Um, Compressing the transport beam is going to be a new overarching uh, uh, protocol, as it were. Um, He said that you overcame your fear and jumped onto the alien transporter pad, which you mentioned, and that's how it sort of finishes. Um, Do you feel that that's at least something to salvage this episode with? That Hoshi got over her fear. Ta-da! That's it. We've had Um, 10 minutes of an episode. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think she just was slightly desperate really <laughs> more than anything i don't think it was like oh i know I, if i jump on this transporter thing then i'll never be scared again it wasn't anything you know quite so fundamental as that it was more just like oh what should i do now <laughs> how, how do i get out of this situation how, this is basically the writer she she was embodying the writer at this point it was how do we get out of this situation <laughs> so she got on the, on, on the transporter pad they got to the point and it's like, oh, we've we've really made a cracking like action episode. Uh, oh God, what we've got to do? How do we solve this problem? Oh, just it was all a dream. Just, just fudge, yeah, fudge it. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, and yeah, um, and Hoshi wants to use the button to prove something, uh, which yes. obviously, if you haven't watched the dream, makes no sense. Uh, maybe if you read the report, maybe that's you know the thing. But uh, that's it. The episode ends. Done. Uh, it's about ten minutes of an episode. Uh, and there's nothing else to think about. Um, speaking of that, then, what is the consequence from this episode? Your analogy is very colourful, Captain, but I question whether it addresses the consequences. 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 The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Well, um, as you say, there's, there's going to be new protocols, the compression of the stream, 
I don't quite know what that achieves, but obviously does something. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just, a, it's, I suppose it's early history of the transporter. It's the first, yeah. is it the first transport ac- accident for when Ooh. it's being used? I mean, it's when it's tested, there yeah. are accidents, but this is used in real yeah. life as such. So maybe it's the first transporter accident. Yeah, sort it's of. Really yeah. an accident, really, is mm. it? Because it's... Because we had um, uh, Strange New World, where there was the crew member who got beamed up with leaves, sort of stuck in his skin. Oh, right, yes, yeah, so, yeah. But so that's sort of an accident. But again, he he recovered. It wasn't a, a fatal accident, as we've seen it was. in other he died. stuff. No, I think he did. Died. He died. Oh, sure. yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I can't remember if he survived. Now, actually, I yeah. think he dies. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. So that was the first fatal accident, and this is the first hiccup accident. Weird, first weird, yeah. Dream accident, yeah, yeah, dream sequence accident. I don't know how that works, um, but I suppose it could be that you know this is the log that Barkley will read yes. in the future, and it yes. puts him off transporters as much. I was as thinking possible. of Barkley, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> there's that one with when he's in the beam and there's all those alien things and stuff, and yeah, it's a bit similar to that. He's sort of stuck a bit longer than he should be and stuff, and that's what happens. <laughs> you see, they did that the opposite way around. There's like five seconds where he's in the transport beam, whereas this was the whole episode inside the transport beam. Um, so, yeah, not much consequences. Changes to the procedure on transporters, but that's pretty much it. Um, alterations, expansions. Would you have changed all of the episode? Would you want to have done something different? Should it have been a dream sequence or should it have been something else? I think the dream. I think the episode itself is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's not great, but it's better than better than Precious Cargo. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't stop saying it. Stop saying it. <laughs> and um, so uh, it was okay. I think it's it's just very frustrating that you know I would have liked it to have been a bit more like the the, the row and um, the TNG episode where they bring yeah. them back somehow because it it just it's just it, yeah all these like dream episodes are a bit like oh you know it's like it's like the voyager reset button isn't it it's a bit, <laughs> you know all this stuff has happened there's these aliens that are going to blow up the ship mm-hmm. you know this stuff you know there's drama in that but none of it matters because it's just reset so maybe just finding a better way to bring her out of this situation would have made it more more enjoyable more more sort of satisfying mm. i think for me, if they'd made it um, an episode where she is genuinely in a transporter accident and she starts appearing around the ship and it plays into this vanishing point title mm. um, where you know, she might appear down a corridor, she's got a message and yeah, she can maybe see these aliens who are out of phase and that's mm. they're not ruins. They've lived there yeah. for hundreds of years. They're yeah. just at a slightly different level. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they worked on these stone crafts and then these storms somehow altered them and they're in a different phase. Um, and they somehow got onto the ship, you know, they got beamed up as well. And it made it more like that Barkley episode where he realizes there's something going on and people don't believe Hoshi. Um, and it is genuinely about, you know, uh, do, do they see Hoshi as always complaining? And it is that sort of, you know, maybe you should listen to people when they're, they've got a genuine problem um, uh, and believe people who, who've got a story to tell. Um, it, I think that could have been a little bit more of an interesting story than just it was a dream. Um, but there we go. Uh, right. Recommendations. Recommendations to Star Trek fans, first of all. Do we recommend this episode? No. No, I just don't. It's not good enough. And and the ending is is annoying. Mm-hmm. 
So no, I don't know. Again, I mean, it's my own hang up about dream uh, dream episodes. I don't really like them because again, you don't get any development for any of the other characters other than the person having the dream. Maybe you you learn something about them, but again, that won't develop anything you know it doesn't change her relationship with flocks or travis or archer or trip you know um that's all going on in her head so she might change and she might overcome her fear but outwardly no one's going to know that you know archer has suggested that he's kind of understanding that she has changed in herself but that's not going to really affect anything for the rest of the show um do you feel that from watching the dream sequence it was at least a good episode for Linda Park to show off her acting chops, or did did she not really get given enough to do? No, I think you're right. I think she did. She did a good job. There's no mm. doubt about that. I think she was good. Mm. You know, there was you know her her sort of paranoia was really good. She you know you could feel that uh, sort of when she did disappear, her sort of stress and trying to get back and trying to communicate and stuff. And so I think no, I think she did a good job. There's nothing wrong with again there's nothing really wrong with the story mm. it's okay you know it's just that conclusion that that sort of ruins it really you know i mean just funny that you should say about the aliens you know i missed the whole bit that she you know trip and um reed i think were were um abducted by the aliens that are on the planet which of course they oh. were. Yeah, oh so wow! So she imagines missed, like a whole hostage situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wow! I completely missed that. I forgot, forgot all about that bit, which again <laughs> sort of tells you something about the episode. You know, it's yeah, it's it's quite procedural in a way. It's you know, it's she's she's paranoid. She feels like she's disappearing. She starts to disappear. She's being sort of ignored or not noticed by people. She disappears. You know, and do you know what I mean? It's sort of it, it's a bit formulaic, maybe. Do you feel like that makes the episode even worse because she's brought up abductions, which we've seen a lot mm. of in, in Enterprise. We've brought up sort of phasing out. We've brought up transporter accidents. We've brought up uh, loads of other things that you know, other episodes we can allude to. Um, look, it's, it's almost like an episode saying, look, we're doing all of these Star Trek things and they don't matter. This yes. is not going to be Enterprise. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. If, if anything, it makes it worse for a Star Trek yeah. fan, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does in a way. It's frustrating, yeah. Mm. Because there is, like, you know, the stuff with the aliens, there's a potential, you know, that could be a whole episode. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think maybe, I think maybe it is an episode in Voyager or something where there's some out of phase aliens mm. doing stuff on, you know. They're like I mean, scientists. That one, yeah, there's that, that, yeah, that one scientific method, is it? Is it scientific method where yeah, I think so. Putting probes and stuff into people's heads. And so, yep. you know, so, you know, there's a whole story there, potentially. Mm. And it just, it's all a bit, not rush, just the wrong word, but it's its all sort of serving the purpose of getting her back mm. in quite a disappointing way. I don't know. I'm not sure how to improve it, but just, you know, it's all right with annoying ending. But the story in the middle is okay, you know. But but it never it, it sort of jumps from a lot of things, you know. There's, there's the abduction, there's the aliens, there's there's a lot going on in, in sort of squashed up, hmm. which sort of makes it annoying, not annoying, but it makes it less satisfying as well. Forgetting about the ending, hmm. you know, because there's not enough ex- exploration of one of the you know if the 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 abduction had been like the whole episode. Hmm. 
you know, and she'd been trying to sort of, or she, she sort of knew how, you know, maybe they couldn't communicate with them. And she was trying to say, I can, I can do it and I can communicate with them. And, and this is how you can do it and stuff, you know, and mm. that sort of thing maybe, or, you know, I don't know, you know, it just needed a bit of expansion on one of the story elements that would have made it richer. And gotcha. then maybe you would have thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, we can get away with the, the dodgy ending. <laughs> yeah, she figured it out in a dream and then that's she can suddenly speak the language. So that would be, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, to non-Star Trek fans, does it work as an episode? No, definitely not. It's not mm. good enough and it's, you know, it, it's a classic. I mean, you know, it's not just Star Trek that does dream episodes, is it? It's, you know, I mean, like, was it Dallas or Dynasty? Was the oh. whole whole season was a dream? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> so it's, it, you'd be like, oh, God, it's a dream episode of a show, you know, wouldn't you really, if you would just come into it? So, no, definitely not. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't inflict this upon anyone. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And it, it comes into that same problem from last week that you don't learn anything about the crew that it matters. You won't know Flocks any better. You won't know Archer any better. You might know Hoshi a little yeah. better, but yes. ultimately it's, it's a ghost story. It's a dream. It's, it's, it's inconsequential to yeah. the rest of Star Trek. Um, it might play on quite a lot of the tropes, but that's it. Right. That's it. We're all done. That's it. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Not, re- <laughs> not recommending to, start, to non-Star Trek fans, not recommending to Star Trek fans, just because there's not much there. Um, she's vanished. And this episode just vanishes to a point. And next week we have <laughs> Precious Cargo. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, all that remains is for me to set up what will be the next episode. But as you've heard, we might change up the format next week. <laughs> So join us next time for season three, episode 37 of the podcast and season two, episode 11 of Enterprise. As we uh, we examine some precious cargo, maybe. Oh, God. Um, uh, as ever, I'm your co-host, Dan. Uh, Dan, uh, plug away podcasts. and uh, um, sure. Yes, Academic Trek 47 on, on, um, on Twitter. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you never know, there might be an episode. Excellent. Uh, well, there we go. And uh, we'll see you in the next time stream. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at rider underscore coattail. Also, search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Uh, precious cargo. <laughs> Why? Why?